0: You're listening to an HT Smartcast original. Hey there, welcome to a brand new season of Leadership Lessons, a podcast that takes a deep dive into the stories of all sorts of inspiring leaders and entrepreneurs who have gone through the ups and downs of transformation and reinvention in both their personal and professional lives. I'm Yatin Naik, Business Head at HT Smartcast, and I'm thrilled to be your host. My attempt would be to explore the habits and mindsets that have helped these leaders take risks, learn from their mistakes, innovate in their industries, and create meaningful change. So whether you are a seasoned executive or a budding entrepreneur, get ready to learn from the best. This is a special episode brought to you by Infinity Learn. Today, we have an exceptional guest with us. Whom I had the privilege of working with, who not only brings with him a wealth of experience and insights in the field of education, but is a master storyteller. Please welcome the very inspiring Ujwal Singh, founding CEO of Infinity Learn by Sri Chaitanya. With a passion for tech innovation and 25 years of experience in the education sector, Ujwal strongly believes in modernizing education and breaking the barriers of conventional education systems. Currently, he heads Infinity Learn, an outcome based learning tech. Startup by Sri Chaitanya Group. At the company's helm, Ujwal is responsible for the overall management of brand, ensuring that its mission and vision are successfully implemented across the operations. Hi, Ujwal. Welcome to Leadership Lessons.
1: Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for inviting
0: So first things first, Ujwal, what is Infinity Learn and what problem are you really solving?
1: So when we started Infity Learn, we were, COVID phase one was almost over, and uh, we looked at the market and saw that there are seven thousand plus edtech companies in the market. Market was flooded with edtech companies, but one thing which was missing in the edtech arena was that once I learned something over a tech platform, do I actually retain it? Do I actually deliver outcomes on that learning i think that's where it was the birth of infinitely Learn happens, and, and the name itself was a different story altogether but the whole discussion everything was around if you can't deliver you know outcomes over technology then there's no point opening a one more red and that's the that's the work which we started doing Going back inside schools and checking saying that what is how offline is delivering result and why online is not delivering results. Uh, we took six months to, you know, work on a stealth mode before we came out and said, okay, we, we understand how do you deliver results. This journey is lifelong.
0: Okay. Uh, interesting. So you saying, uh, Ujwal, that technology is at the forefront, right, of your uh, learning approach, if I may say so. True. Uh, So, you know, how are you leveraging this technology to empower learners and bridging this learning gap that we see?
1: So if you look at how offline works, offline works for students inside the classroom. There are always teachers, favorites, students are understanding. But what happens to the larger mass? In the class, if there are 40 students, what happens to the 40th student? Uh, If I have got 60 out of 100, What happens to that 60 out of 100 student? Where did he lose that 40 marks? One of the things which technology helped us do, uh, and if you compare this to pharma, you know, today, if you take a drop of blood, do a blood test, you know everything, doctor knows everything about the body. Right. But we're taking so many tests and we're unable to tell the child, where are you lacking? Because... That's the dilemma of the industry. And that's where the technology will be become more and more you know helpful because then you do assessment for learning. So you assess the student first, find out where he needs to learn. This whole concept or, or uh, if you have got 60 out of 100, the child is thinking I'm anyway studying four to five hours. I don't enjoy it beyond that. What do I study more? And I think if we go and say, oh, actually, you know, on this particular small place, you have made three different kinds of... So in the angles, acute angle, you made two mistakes. Just learn acute angle, read it once more Mm. and watch a video. Then you are doing a pinpointed solution to help the child to move from 60 to 65, then 65 to 70. I think that's where technology plays a big role. To understand where the learner is at present, What kind of mistakes is he making? And then go and help the learner. Now, if he wants to do 10 more questions to practice that, allow him to do that. If he wants to watch just a two-minute video to do that, allow him to do that. If he wants to go through the whole chapter, maybe a flashcard to read. But let him decide how he wants to learn. Provide him the adequate resources. And if he is not doing it, nudge him saying that you did not score in your first exam on angles. In your second exam, again, you've made the same two or three kinds of mistake. You should watch this video. You should make some practice questions. I think that's the role of technology overall, how we foresee it, is that technology is far, far more uh, practically, possibly uh, has a widespread to nudge people to say that you have to do this. You know, it's a system-driven thing. Uh, Bring wherever somebody has made a mistake, bring the resource immediately in front of them saying that you made this mistake, watch this. Instead of human trying to do the same thing uh, for every learner, which is we call personalized learning, it's just not humanly possible. And that's why you'll see inside a classroom there are some students who are really doing good, some are doing average and some are not doing good. I think students who are left behind, technology is the really good friend of them. Students who are average, technology is a really good friend. Of mm. some students will anyway do good. Teachers are helping them, society is helping them, parents are helping them. They are really good students. I think how do we bring everybody nearer to each other? How do we build the peer cohort, which is understanding, learning, having discussion? I think that's what technology can do.
0: Absolutely. I mean, completely agree, uh, Um, But my question would be, and you spoke about personal uh, learning journeys or personal learning path uh, for the students, but so is uh, many other ed techs offering. Right. Uh, so whether it's, I mean, the newer companies which have come, especially after the pandemic or the old ones like by Jews and an academy. So as infinity learn, how do you differentiate versus them when providing these kind of uh, solutions?
1: Thank you so much for asking this. Uh, one, uh, there are three, four things. I'm not going to stop at one on this. Uh, you know, education is a very credibility business. Right. So there are two, three things. When we worked in Pearson, people used to say that one in a million companies survive 50 years, one in a billion companies survives 200 years. Uh, so, Earning parent trust is not so easy. Tomorrow morning, if you have to get your son or daughter to a school, you look around and say, which is the best school? How do you get admission there? All those things. So building credibility, and uh, we have the unfair advantage on that because against everybody, people can spend money, a lot of money. But we are our parent company is available in the market. Say Chitanya Group is in the market for the last 40 years. Uh, build credibility of producing results year after year, year after year. Mm -hmm. We went and learned from them. We did not start it just like that one more head tech. And that's why I was telling in the beginning that outcomes were so very critical. Now, let me take a few examples for you to understand that when we looked at and said that why online companies are unable to produce results. We busted three myths. Mm -hmm. Myth number one, star faculty will produce results. No most of the star faculty was actually doing entertainment over actual education. Hmm. So star faculty can't. And, you know, if you look around offline, offline, last 10 years, there's no star faculty concept. Okay. You would never see C chatanya or Alan or Akash will give faculty posters in their advertisements ever. They realize that good faculty need not to be star faculty. Star faculty is faculty which produces results. Uh, second, is that zoom is not edtech. tech what happens before the class and what happens after that class and what happens during the class has a huge role to play so a lot of people thought just put a zoom just do a live class and that will become an tech. i think that's not going to be an tech. and it's, it's busted and it'll be bust further i think the third most important thing which we learned is that the Teacher and student on a live, whether it is in physical classroom or on an online class, is only 35 to 40 percent of the overall learning environment. The rest, 60%, is a lot of things which is happening outside the class. So these are the three big things which is we learned and we implemented. No star faculty, have a platform which actually helps learning, and don't only bank on. Faculty based classroom, but do a lot more things. I think the second thing is we understood learners much better than most of the other index. We asked the students to set their goals because, you know, we prepare on JE and NEET, mainly. So we asked the students to set their goals. Now we have last 15 years, question wise data available, and we can start seeing a start forecasting that, uh, okay, how will this student go? Will he he qualify in the top 10,000, top 1,000, or between 10,000 to 1 lakh? And what kind of help and support we start giving if he has potential, how much time is he learning? And we tell them also in orientation that your behavior, we call it learning behavior tracking, your behavior, we track it. Basis your behavior, how are you participating in the classroom? How much time are you watching videos? What kind of tests you are taking? Each and everything we track, and that helps us to help the learner to set the right goals for themselves so it is not that everybody aspiring for iit they are also saying that okay can i get you know a pisit seat or uh, bits hyderabad a seat in because i know that employment will happen on those colleges and i'm very happy to get a good seat there as well so setting goal must busting this myths which is which is critical and then getting some of the offline behaviors online like Every Sunday, there will be a test. Every Sunday. And there will be a four-hour analysis on the test on Monday morning. Now, this is like a routine which offline industry, at least we learned from Chaitanya, and we just implemented this as it is, and it is giving us good results. You know, just two, three days back, I was in Patna. This year, the International Math Olympiad from Bihar, there's only one student qualified, and that student comes from our platform. Uh, so, I think this is very critical for people to understand that uh, EdTech has to learn a lot more from offline. And if you are not producing results, it's not going to be uh, any different than a Zoom call. So that we learned a lot, and we bought slowly and gradually build a platform which is, which actually mimics the offline, but has a ability to personalize further.
0: Okay. Okay. Got it. So Ujwal, you have spoken a lot of things about how the learning gaps uh, are addressed through your platform and what I'm going to, you know, ask you is like just step back a bit and let's look at the larger problem which, uh, which Indian education system faces today, right? And especially uh, a recent National Achievement Survey of 2021 spoke about uh, foundational level literacy and numeracy gaps, especially within grade, grade, grade three students. Now, in such a situation where at one end you have uh, edtechs or the educational institutions addressing or providing a lot of solutions, but at the other side, equally, there are so many foundational gaps that we are seeing in, in India's education system. You know, how do you see this dichotomy play out? As in, and where does this infinity learn kind of address uh, some of these issues that uh, India today faces?
1: Uh, There are two things which is growing in this country. One is learning gaps, uh, grade 1 to 8, big time. And one is the digital divide. Uh, After pandemic, that also was a big, big issue. Uh, Let's talk about learning gaps to start with. I think you would remember when, while we were working in Pearson, I used to talk about this, that math as a subject is a carrier for two skills. Math carries two skills. Like English as a subject carries communication. so through the language we are learning communication so through math it was logical reasoning and problem solving they're the two skills a lot of people think math as a subject why should i learn math no you're not learning math through the math the mental brain waves are growing to be far more logical and problem solving and and that is why If you see very indirect correlation, people who are qualifying in IIT, going to a problem-solving role, they are solving better problems and they're doing innovation. This is also correlated. So as science is a critical thinking skills and inquiry skills, the subject's birth happened saying that we can't start telling people that, okay, you have to ask the right questions. So you build a subject called science and then, you know, inquiry as a skill will go. I think the learning gaps on a subject says that, you know, logical reasoning is going down. Problem solving skills is going down or critical thinking is going down. And I've been talking about this for the last 18 years now, saying that uh, it is not new. Uh, there are some students who are doing better than others. How do we see that education system can help most of the students? I understand some will go into form of art and drama and their those skills will be higher than these skills. But from buying vegetables to running your house, math is like a critical skill. Uh, you are continuously, you know, doing a logical thinking while you are driving or you have to be at home and solving problems. Uh, and that's why we ourselves say that foundational skills on grade 1 to 5 if we can teach those skills and try to help the learner not from a point of view of math or science then to say that can I teach you critical thinking skills now think about it one of the chapters we run called facts versus opinions okay. now in the society which we are living in where whatsapp has a university uh, you don't know that information which is coming to you is it a fact or an opinion so how do you judge them now these are very really small things but in next 10 years time these are going really be most critical things saying that how logical reasoning and critical thinking skills will help me into lead my life any better uh, so that's what we do from grade 1 to 5 then 5 to 8 we slowly and gradually start converting and seeing that if this child has built this what are the learning gaps? Because when we start at this company, we realized that children who are coming in 9th and 10th, they have huge learning gaps because covid 2-3 years, you know, the world is saying it might take up to 2040 to finish the learning gaps which we are seeing among children. Let's just build the right skill. I think that's where our focus is. And through this medium, I will request because we alone won't be able to impact the rest of the society. There are so many players. If Everybody focuses that math is a vehicle through which you are teaching certain skills or science is a vehicle through which you're teaching certain skills. If we can do that, I think that will be fantastic.
0: So related, you know, the new education policy has been approved now by the government and will be implemented. And firstly, you know, do you think that the new education policy in that sense addresses some of the issues that you just or the challenges uh, that you just spoke about? And also give a flavor in terms of uh, where will Infinity Learn fit into this education model that the government is proposing?
1: So there are two parts to it. One is Infinity Learn, one is a personal perspective. I'm also running a rural school near Varanasi. So uh, when, when I was in this school a few days back and I was talking about the education policy, how, how it's going to impact us. Uh, I think uh, the skills has at once taken over subjects i really love this aspect of nep 2020 i really love this aspect because the more and more skills thinking skills you know uh, problem solving skills uh, using technology to solve skills are are getting discussed in every forum i am really happy to see that uh, i think communication as a skill uh, if that can also go i do understand We should know mother tongue, we should know uh, Hindi, we should know everything. But we realize we as a country are growing and becoming a global acceptance because we Indians speak good English vis-à-vis most of the other part of the world. And that has helped us at least for last 15-20 years. Uh, I know uh, there's a lot of focus and I don't think I'm, I'm disrespecting any other language, but I'm saying that apart from one or two local languages, national language, can we also have English in the focus area? Because citizens of tomorrow will be talking globally and uh, we will will need that as a skill. So I think in NAP 2020, I'm very happy on those math and science skills, uh, social studies skills, art and drama skills. uh, If communication can also get a little more focus That'll be really great. And that's my personal perspective as a from a school running point of view. Uh, as Infinity Learn, we we are fully aligned. Um, because we think 9 to 12th is where actually NAP enables. Uh, we 1 to 8 is foundational skill, we are fully aligned there. Our our skills-based teaching is fully aligned. But now when we come to 9, 10th, 11th, 12th. With this new sets of changes happening, that who will give the board exam, when will the board exam happen, there will be far more easy flow from 9th to 12th. And to say that if, if the examination bodies are aligned to say that this is the syllabus on which the exam will happen, then we get more time to build the foundational skills. So 9th and 11th are very much correlated, 10th and 12th are correlated. How do you build foundation in 9th and 10th so that 11th and 12th become easier? I'm not saying it will be very easy, be easier. So that when the child appears for the test, his performance is better. So, we as a company, we are very excited about this because this gives us more flexibility to build the foundation from one to eight and then nine to 12, a very seamless journey where the child is learning and not worried that every two years I have a, another board exam and I have to take that board exam. I think that's where we. Uh, we feel very happy about the new journey.
0: Okay, great. Uh, so Ujwal, I now want to shift the focus of this kind of discussion to Ujwal as a person and as a leader. Uh, so I've known you and I've known you as an unconventional leader who's a more of a creative risk taker. Um, you know, my question to you, Ujwal, now that you've been in this education industry and done journey through various uh, corporates, what really drives you, you know, as, as a person, as a leader and, you know, if you were to tell us a few leadership mantras, what would they be?
1: What drives me personally is to build. I have the most cushiest of the jobs based out of London. Uh, I could have uh, gone to New York from there and you know, lived the rest of my, my life. Uh, I chose to come back and I chose to go back to start from scratch. And said, can we build this company again? And uh, I just love to build things, build and make it bigger, uh, larger than life. My management mantra is very simple. Think, say and do the same thing. Uh, I think biggest problem with most of the people is that they say something else, they do something else and they think something else. And if there's no synergy in this, uh, a lot of people ask me, are you not stressed? Are you... Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm. just living a life which is... As my calendar is open to everybody, I'm living a very transparent life. I just don't want to... If I don't know something, I'm very happy to learn at any point of time. Uh, April this year, I was in US and I was one of those guys who are a little skeptical on AI. And uh, I said, I don't know whether education will get impacted with this or not. And then I heard Sam Altman... Uh, I heard uh, Khan Academy founder Sal Khan and this was a TSV event. Then I met a few friends of mine in the Bay Area who are working on AI and non-education. But I was very thrilled and I said, no, the world has moved. I came back and I was like, guys, let's just all come together and uh, we need to build something. There's something happening there. We need to also join the party. So, uh, I think learning uh, and this continuous learner to remain at the center doesn't go away. And till the time you're learning, you're living, you're growing, you're moving forward. Uh, I think that's what leadership is all about. Uh, And the second is think, say and do what you do. There has to be synergy. It can't be broken. Then people see through and then they start doubting the intent. Authenticity. Authenticity, absolutely.
0: Okay, yeah. So, I mean, you touched upon AI, and I, you know, I'm always tempted to ask this question: Is that, uh, you know, how do you see now, I mean, especially within the edtech space, within education? Uh, what's the future of education with AI? If I may ask you so.
1: I saw a glimpse of it in 2019 in China. I was in Microsoft China office uh, as a guest, and I was. I saw a glimpse of it and I think uh, where I see a biggest role, so there are three phases of any AI and imagine yourself in the uh, today in a house so you have a plug point which is called point solution where one slide you can switch on switch off. I think what most of us are doing now is solving one doubt, giving one as advice, they're all point solutions but imagine if you have the house and you have the main meter which you can switch off switch on the whole house. I think uh, that's what we call it application solution. So the the overall subject-wise learning. So for geology about me, for uh, chemistry, there's still some challenges in math. So I'm just not, I'm avoiding math as a subject, but I think uh, the way AI is moving next few months, we will be talking about math as well. There's a lot of progress happening very fast. So then these big subjects become. So you, you're you correlating topic, subtopic, making mistakes and then correlating why this mistake happened. When did you last make this similar kind of mistake and stuff like that. But what is most exciting for me personally and what I saw in China and I think we can do something like that in India as well. Uh, you you saw that uh, series called Kota Factory by any chance? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's a character called Jitu here. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. in a... Kind of test prep segment we are, and there's you know ups and downs. You always need a mentor, you need somebody around you to say that. ho jayega. Uh, wala tha. I think that's the critical thing. What we are trying to say is that can mentorship be done by AI because it's just so physically impossible. I think that every child you can motivate, but. Imagine if that character has all your data and all your peers' data available. He's all continuously finding one great blip of strength which you have. Saying that, you know, in your class, only 5% of the people could do the fifth question, right? You are one of them. So mm-hmm. even if you have not done very well, this information can make you happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that character can become life, can become voice to start with and finally maybe an AI character, which is with the child throughout this two-year journey, helping the child to say that tomorrow's the exam, study this chapter, uh, you know, you have done, not done good today, you should do these four or five things. Uh, I think these are very small things. Uh, people, people, have, people have to experience what I'm saying, but I, I experienced it in China to say that uh, this, this character was doing 15 to 20 conversations. And, and not a good day, okay, the exam happened, I'm very sad, conversation starts, finds a small blip of strength or great thing. I think that's where the AI in next two years' time in education is going to happen, because that's the costliest piece as well. So, whosoever cracks it will have a better management of operational costs.
0: Okay, that's a very fascinating way of looking at how AI can play a role in the in the overall learning journey. Thank you, Vishal, for being on Leadership Lesson. It was a privilege to host you. So that's it for this episode. I'll be back with another leader and a couple more lessons next time. For more gyan, follow me on LinkedIn. My handle is at Yatin S9. If you would like to hear from a particular personality or you want me to touch upon a topic that's been occupying your mental space, do get in touch with us at HT Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. And to listen to more such podcasts, log on to hdsmartcast.com. See ya. To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at hdsmartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com.